everybody, thank you. This is like what our thirtieth episode. I think. That's a great question. I think it's our thirtieth episode. Yeah, we're gonna call it. And like thirtieth anniversary. I've got the sun, I've got the sunlight like right in my face because I'm I'm doing this from my car again. It's called grit. and um, <laughs> like you see it like. <laughs> we're Matt and I were just cutting up before uh, like you know just talking and it's like like look at this it's like right in my face. <laughs> so crazy overcoming well, I mean, obstacles like, the obstacle is the way day. adam the obstacle is the way i know i know <laughs> and uh so anyway um y'all we're gonna talk about talk about like lifelong learning today matt had a good idea you know to talk about lifelong learning i am a lifelong learner i feel like matthew is a lifelong learner as well and uh so without further ado mr matthew lastalia will you please take it away sir certainly uh, so I, I recently came across, I guess it wasn't really that recently. I had heard somebody talking about the, this concept of, of, you know, education and, and kind of when people typically stop and people tend, they like to put things in boxes. We're, we're really good with categorizing things. And so, and, and creating clear lines and labels around, uh, around topics and, and areas of focus. And so we like to, schooling is really easy to do that with when we talk about formal education, when everything from kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, and then you can tack on college for those who go to college as well. Um, and, and even for those who go into uh, the collegiate field, you know, an arena of education, oftentimes education, they're, they're, drive to learn more or to continue learning really stops at least especially at the pace at which they're taking it in at that time um and it's something that i think is actually uh, it's a misnomer it's a misstep on our part as humans to to think that there's a point in time when we're not going to be in school anymore now there's a time when you're not going to be your your primary uh, uh position or your primary focus may not to be a student um, it may, it, what, for me, what really clicked is when I realized that in my professional endeavors, I must be a student at the same time as I am the founder and, you know, head organizational resilience strategist at my company, you know? And, and so in order to maintain this company, in order to, to launch it forward, in order to have it continue to create value to people in, in a relevant way, I have to constantly be learning because we are always discovering new things about our minds and the way that we interact with each other as people and kind of why we do that and how to, how to kind of deconstruct that and do some reverse engineering on us as humans so that we can devise ways for us to work more efficiently together and to create more value and to make our lives even better than they are today, which is pretty phenomenal as it stands. Um, and so I, I think that it's really important to, to, especially when we're talking about leadership, because when I was thinking about this, I was really thinking about, about leadership and what tends to happen, especially when from the military perspective, while I was in, that's where a lot of my frame of, of reference comes from with leadership is that a lot of times leaders hit certain ranks of leadership and then they just, they really let off the brakes. You know, they're, they're in the army and they're in the services and they're hard charged and they're present and they're trying to, you know, hit every mark and do it as best as they can. And then they get to a certain level and you kind of plateau and you're like, Oh, I'm like, I'm really good at these things. If, as long as I keep doing these things, 
I stay in this sense of, of comfort zone because I stay in this sense of mastery. Now, I can allow myself to believe that I am a master because I'm not exposing myself to other experts or I'm not exposing myself to more education to see how much I really don't know. There's actually a, there's a line in a song that says uh, that, that I really love. And my daughter, my youngest daughter, Mackenzie, actually kept making fun of it. She's like, this doesn't make any sense. This guy's so stupid. And he said, uh, I am the master. I know nothing. I am the servant and I know something is, you know, it's kind of like the middle of the chorus. And, and I had to, and I was like this, and she actually did this like three or four times before I, I kind of just had a, you know, a nice, I didn't like pull her off to the side and be like, listen, <laughs> it was like, it's like, let me, let me try to explain this to the best of my ability. So um, when, when you think that you're the master, you think that you're at a place where you know everything and that you've hit you. It's like, it's like you've you've gone into a certain field of study. You've gone in, you've learned about something to a certain extent. You're like, oh my God, this is really interesting. I'm really passionate about it. And, and now that I know this thing, this is really important. I'm gonna, I'm going to take action in my life based on this thing that I know. And that's great. But what's not great is stopping your education. Like you learned that one thing, that's great, but you didn't learn this two, three, four things that actually make this a little bit more of a complex problem. It's a little bit more nuanced. You have to work, you have to work with certain considerations in mind. If nothing is as clear cut as we want to make it, life is full of nothing but nuance. And so not taking into account that nuance, not being aware of that nuance is a product of the lack of education, of a, of a lack of seeking education. And when you are taking on the mindset, when you're taking on the mindset of a, of a lifelong learner, you are taking on the, the role of almost like, almost like that of a child where you're like, I want to learn more. Like I can, I can gain more by collaborating with others. Like, what are your experiences in doing this? How have you been able to help people? What have you done? You know, and how can we collaborate to work this together? You know, or, or wow, look at what's going on over there. I definitely don't want to do that. You know, not everything's formal in the classroom. So much education happens in what we call in the military uh, from hip pocket training. That's probably some of the most effective training in the world actually happens from kind of on the fly in between those, the, the, the formal training and the real game time, the, like the real play in, in the army would be like in a deployment, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be in the classroom and it's not going to be on deployment. It's when you're sitting around with not a whole lot to do in that leader steps was, you know what, let me show you guys a couple things that I know. And, and those moments really stick with people. Um, and, and you, people can gravitate to that when they take on the, the mindset of a lifelong learner. But if you're taking on the mindset of somebody that's, that's a master, you're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You go ahead and do that with those guys. I'm going to go over here because you know, I'm, I, I'm good on all that. And it's like, no, we can always refine our skills. We can always get better. We can always learn and progress because to me, stagnation is death. Like we are built for growth. Human beings are built to continue to, to work and do better and get better and establish better relationships and make life better for for all of us. And so continuing to learn enables that future, enables that reality. And that's the way that I kind of view lifelong learning in a nutshell. What about you, man? <laughs> now that I've rambled on uh, for a good long several minutes, what's what's your take on lifelong learning? Um, yeah, I feel like you've made some good points, especially uh, you know, when we're talking about relating experience to um, service to others and teaching others and showing others, you know, especially uh, 
when it comes in the sense of how do we continue to grow and learn as lifelong learners, first of all, not everybody's going to want to do that, you know, and that's okay. Um, the other thing too is like, you know, I, you know, I talk about shovels and jeans a lot where I don't, I really don't like shovels and jeans. And for those of you, maybe the first time you heard it, um, me say it, but shovels and jeans, like during the gold rush, the shovels and jeans, the folks that made the money weren't the miners. They were the people that were selling the shovels and jeans to the miners. And so they were looking, you know, and they're smart. You know, they made, I mean, like Sears Roebuck made a whole company based off of catalog sales for people like that. Um, and don't get me wrong, but I don't like shovels and jeans because I don't like prescriptive advice where somebody's trying to tell you what you should do and they have no relation to you they have no understanding of who you are or what you're about they just are like you know if you want to be the next kajillionaire you know do xyz and one two three and i don't understand why it didn't work i know i know it took you five thousand dollars for the course but i'm not sure why it worked because i i've got all these you know people that say it worked for them you know um I'm real leery about that kind of lifelong learning because that to me is not true lifelong learning. I feel like real lifelong learning is when you have a passion or you're, you're interested in a subject. Uh, the word amateur comes to mind because it means student, you know, the word master comes into mind because you have mastered a skill set. But most of the people who I know who are masterful, they are a student of their passion. They're a student of what they want to do and they learn something new daily it could be a small thing it could be a major revelation and talking about going back to basics you know most of the people that i know who are masterful they are masterful of the basics you know like when i was younger i used to study i did jujitsu for a while but before that i did uh ryukeo kempo and my sensei was like you know these katas were katas that were that took a lifelong time to learn and to train somebody else like one set of moves a kata it was a master's whole life of training and studying and practicing right so you you know you go and you learn these different moves and you're like oh i'm not you know really progressing like bruce lee said he didn't fear the person who knew ten thousand moves he feared the person that knew how to do ten thousand kicks you know the same kick ten thousand times right i'm just paraphrasing but you know, that's the difference I feel like with being a lifelong learner. You know, I heard this, uh, this is something else I heard. It really kind of is apropos for what the conversation is. You can get 20 years of knowledge or you can have the first year of knowledge for 20 years, right? So either you can learn as you go for 20 years, 20 days, whatever you want to call it, or you can do the same thing and have the same knowledge for the next 20 years or whatever. So if you want to be a lifelong learner, it really comes down to you. It comes down to what you want to do. Um, opening that mindset up, you know, like you said, Matt, like when the, um, I guess the commanding officers or whatever, the higher ups, you know, when they had some downtime, they're like, Hey, let me show you something, you know, and that meant a lot to you. I think that's wonderful. I feel like when you're a lifelong learner, you're also learning because you're teaching other people the skills that you have. And I've always felt like this. I've always 
this is anything this ever I know because there's no fear in sharing knowledge. You know, and a lot of people don't want to share knowledge, and a lot of people don't feel like it. Uh, the mentality, oh, you know, you take take my job because if I can't do my job and you can take it, take my job. I'm worried about somebody replacing me because of knowledge that I shared with them. Now, here's the funny thing. Here's the really funny thing to me, and I'm just going to you know, ramble on for a second here, too. <laughs> there have been times in my life where I will show somebody something, and they will come back, and they will act like they're showing me that thing. And I'm like, you know what? I did my job because now they feel so confident in what they've learned that you know, they want to show me that. You know, And it's, it's a weird feeling because you're like, wait a minute, I showed you that. Or I told you about that. Don't you remember? No, I don't remember that. Well, yeah, yeah, I did. That level of assimilation of knowledge into life, though, like being able to look at that with a certain sense of gratitude. Also, there's a little like, really? Come on. But but there's like, like it no, was I, so. I, I think it's funny. It's really, so profound, that, though. Like, like that's that you know that like a real change happened for them like they really like that really became a part of the that's way that they saying. process that's really cool i i that's what i that's what i'm saying because i find it funny not in a like a strange odd sense more like uh funny like oh man that's you know like when you see your kids do something and they're excuse me they're like oh you know i know how to do this daddy well yeah because i showed you how to tie your shoes you know what i mean it's like i'm so happy you can tie your shoes now because I showed you, but you know, but that's happened. That's happened. I, I know it's not the only, I'm the only, not the only person that's ever happened to, but lifelong learning is all about those stumbling blocks too. It's like, you know, you got, you just got to be humble. You got to keep yourself like, you know, level and, you know, don't get too big on yourself. Like Matt and I were cutting up before we started this, you know, um, I, I just, I really, I take myself seriously and I try to be professional, but I also like to enjoy things. I'm doing this podcast with Matt because I enjoy it. Um, Absolutely. Does it take it. a little bit of work? Yeah. Yep. But it's not taxing, you know? And I mean, and the amount of work that it takes is like, it's for the, the it's, it's laborious, man. I'm, like, oh, I'm so <laughs> worn out afterwards. But it's, it's, like, so, oh. it's so worth it. It's so worth it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just, just from what you and I, like, like you always say this, you're always the one to say that you always get something out of our conversations. And I feel the same. Way. No, you can say it like you, yeah. you did it. And now you're teaching me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fun. Okay. All right. So, so Adam, let me tell you something that you've never heard before. Oh man. So when we I want to hear this. this. <laughs> I want to hear this one. <laughs> when we have these conversations, and I know this is a really foreign concept to you. So I'm going to help you out here. Please so, enlighten me. <laughs> I'll show you the way. <laughs> Please show me the way. <laughs> <laughs> no but, but for real i whenever whenever we talk uh and whenever we go over and mull over an idea it's funny because i'll go into it i'll go into any concept that we're gonna we're gonna go over and i'll have an idea of my head you know i cannot like this is my general like, thoughts about it and we'll see where that kind of happens in the conversation format um uh-huh. and where you always go i'm like man i never like nope never would have like nine times out of ten like i never would have thought about it that way and it's not uh-huh. that and and sometimes a good portion yeah. of the time, it's like it's a part of it gets assimilated. I'm like that. That's going in. 
to the reserves, right? And and that's going to be used whenever I communicate about this moving forward, like that, because that's another yeah. valid perspective, and it's always something that I that I appreciate. So, well, I I always feel like I, I get more out of it than I give. I mean, honestly, uh, not just saying that I don't give a hundred percent, but I always feel like I always take away, you know, learning something. I mean, because you know, uh, guess who I talked to this morning, Matt? Corey Brooks, my man, Corey Brooks, and I, I'll tell you something funny. Because one of the things that I really value about our relationship, our, your, your and my friendship, is that we don't agree on everything and that we don't always, you know, see the same perspective. However, we respect each other and we talk about, you know, whatever. And so Corey and I were talking and I was telling him that I was like, you know, because, you know, you and I have become pretty good friends over the last couple of years. And I've known Corey for a while. And Corey's the person for everybody tuning in. Corey's the person that introduced Matt and I. And uh, Matt and I just kind of hit it off. And, you know, but I was talking to him. He's like, how's the show going? I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. I said, you know, we had a couple of times where we, um, you know, just had different opinions or whatever. I said, but overall, it's great. And uh, Corey was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I said, I said, yeah, you know, I said, here's the thing. I said, I don't expect to agree with you on everything. I said, I like my wife more than any other person in the world. And I don't agree with her on everything. So I, I can't expect to do that with anybody else. You know, and I feel like that's something that's kind of like not a lost art, but when you can, when, when, here's the thing, when you can communicate and, you know, for example, like one of our things that we, we have to do a lot because of family and work and things like that is we have to reschedule, you know, we're both flexible about that. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) we're both flexible about that. And that's a, I feel like that's a good communication skill that we've developed because it's like, Hey, you know. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there's been a couple of times where like, you know, one of us misfired and missed, you know, missed the message and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, we even had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about, you know, that very thing. And I feel like that those, when you're talking about lifelong learning, if I could, if I could sum up how I feel about it, and I know it sounds crazy, but it goes back to relationships. Who am I and who am I with? You know, and I, am I communicating effectively with myself? Am I communicating effectively with others? Am I listening to them? Am I validating what they're saying? You know, um, does that even make sense of what I'm trying to say? You know, because sometimes I think, like, I'll give an example on my radio show. This is so funny. But on my radio show the other day, we were talking about this. Uh, there's a book called Superfans, right? And like, Matt, you know, I'm not. I'm not one of these people like I don't really like the whole thing about calling me a fan or I'm your fan or you're my fan. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like, hey, you know, you can be a fan of my work. And but we're we're humans. We're equal, you know, um, but it came up on the conversation <laughs> and I stuck my foot in my mouth. I said, I'm not a fan of yours. And I didn't mean it like that. But I said, <laughs> I'm not a fan of yours. And I was like, I'm a fan of your work. But in my mind, even, like, even that sounds like I don't like you as a person, but I like it what does, you do. But that's not what I meant. Right. <laughs> and so it was so funny because I was like, you know, I, I just the same regard. And I this is not the first time I've said this, y'all. You can go back. You can check me on this. But I have said this multiple times. Yes. And I can, I, I can vouch for him. We've had specific conversations because I created I remember I created a and from Burn Your Boats, my first show my first podcast, I, uh, I created a fan page and you're like, I don't really like that. And I was like, that's interesting. I never really thought yeah. about it that way. Yeah. And, and then the next one, I didn't, I didn't do that. You know, I changed it. From that, being a- that's interesting. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. We do. We, 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 we are over time. And so we do have to wrap. Oh, yeah, we are. Um, 
<laughs> see that see you said you were rambling i'm the one that actually rambled this episode <laughs> no i just got to ramble first so it sounded it seemed oh, like man. it <laughs> no that's great i think that you did a, a really good job of of rounding it out there with thank you sir i think you had a great premise i love well, thank, that well thank you very much oh, thank i think you. that was both fantastic <laughs> the little mustache twirl and you know oh you know what i can actually do that now you can i don't have i don't have a beard (laughs) looks good look at that (laughs) but uh but no uh thanks brother i appreciate you thank and thank you everyone if if you're all liking what you got here you know come back subscribe like it share it with a friend Um, and if you don't like it let us know because you know we're all about you know telling you you're wrong Actually, you can just I'm pound kidding. the sand. I'm kidding. You can just pound. You can take all the sand with a hammer, and you can pound it, and keep pounding it until that's it's right, pounded, right, and then right. let me know when you're done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> take it easy, everyone. All right. All right. Bye.